Hey guys, welcome back to the Grow the Jazz podcast. I'll be bringing you fitness education with practical application. I'm excited to dive into this topic today because I think it is a really important one. And I think a part of the misconception when people want to lose fat and they want to diet is they think they just haven't found the right diet for them yet, or they just haven't got their calories, you know, their calorie target right yet. Um, whatever it might be, calories, macros, that kind of thing, that's the easy part. Fat loss is so dependent on behaviours. And so I can give you the perfect calories and macros to put you in a really nice deficit. We can look at you know the timings of your meals and getting enough protein, all of those kind of things. But then you've got to go away and be able to do it every day. And as with every aspect of your health and fitness your dietary choices are not in a vacuum at all. They are very impacted by a lot of external factors, including stress, work, your environment, your emotions, and that kind of thing. And so why, whilst the principles of creating a calorie deficit is simple, putting that into action repeatedly is not always so simple. And one area where I come across people struggling with quite often is maybe not their meals themselves, but it's what's happening between the meals. So it's kind of snacking and grazing. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. And this occurs across a number of different situations. Perhaps ever since you began working from home, you've just kind of picked up the habit of going to the fridge or cupboard and kind of picking at things. Or you have an afternoon, you know, you know, you have a little biscuit in the afternoon as a pick me up and it turns into you standing by the kitchen, you know, cupboard and your five biscuits in and then you go, oh, screw it, you know, I'll just have a few more snacks. And then that makes you feel like, oh, I've, I've ruined the day now. Okay, I'll try again, start again tomorrow. And I often hear this problem um, for people who don't track their food, but people who track their food as well. And so they're they're fine with the, when they can see what they've entered into the app, they, they're accountable to that, but they might pick and graze at little bits that, that are going unaccounted for. You know, they're eating some of their, you know, their child's leftovers um, after they've finished the food or whilst they're cooking, they're picking at bits and those things go kind of unaccounted for. So that their, their daily total in my fitness pal isn't actually a reflection of the total calories they've consumed. But it, equally, you know, for people who don't track as well, they've got even less of that kind of visual accountability. And so we see sometimes kind of snacking and grazing can occur regularly. Um, but I want you guys to be able to make strong nutritional decisions without the accountability of an app um, and understand the principles of eating in a way that is satisfying and satiating and a way that you feel, in, I guess, just in control of at the end of the day. And so let's have a bit of a talk about why we might be snacking or grazing and things we can do to help reduce it. So the first thing to think about is are we snacking as a as a bit of a distraction so perhaps you've got a work task that you're trying to start and it seems like a pretty big undertaking and so snacking can be a form of procrastination and it's a bit like you know when you get a bit stuck or bored by what you're doing you might pick up your phone as as procrastination to take you away from a task that seems like it's going to be hard work it could be 
a similar thing with snacking. And so what are some ways we can help manage that? Well, I quite recommend for um, those of you who work, particularly working from home, setting yourself work blocks. So dedicated times to be put towards the task that you're doing, um, you know, and whether whether it's a work task or whether it's you're procrastinating doing this big clean of the house that you you know that seems like a lot of work to do so you know, put a 45 minute timer on allow yourself purposeful you know five to 15 minute breaks um and during those breaks take yourself away from the the location of the task maybe it's on a little stroll maybe it's making a cup of tea maybe it's reading maybe it is even just you know scrolling tiktok for five minutes but it's this scheduled break and that can work a lot better rather than trying to work non-stop or do another certain kind of task non-stop where we might just end up not being that productive within the times and looking for ways to procrastinate and put off tasks um one of which might be snacking as that form of procrastination or kind of distraction the next common um one and reason i see is emotional eating um, which can co- come in the form of kind of snacking and grazing. And it can be another form of distraction if you're feeling low or you're feeling stressed or emotional. Turning to food can feel like a good way to take your mind off of the problem. It's this temporary comfort or relief. It's this this distraction from how you might be feeling. It can also, I sometimes see it as a bit of a, a form of self-sabotage. So for some people they're they're convinced that you know that what they've experienced in the past when they've tried dieting or whatever it might be they they've not had success and they they just don't believe that it works for them or that they and they believe it's inevitable that they'll fail so they sabotage the process to avoid that failure happening you know so that they they're, they're taking control of that failure almost and emotional eating is is complex and something that I work with quite a lot of my clients on a, on quite a you know a situation dependent basis so that's it's very much going to depend on what that looks like for you what are the triggers for that but a big thing there is looking for better coping mechanisms so if snacking or eating is a coping mechanism um what other coping mechanisms can we introduce to replace that so positive coping mechanisms so whether it is journaling whether it is um you know doing some breath work whether it is being able to take yourself out of the situation whether it is talking to a partner talking to a friend there's a number of things there so next up is going to be an, a quite a common thought pattern around snacking is that because it's small and maybe you're just kind of picking at little things, then those calories aren't very significant. In reality, if we added up the calorie content of the snacking and grazing, it could very easily be similar to that of a full meal. So not only are you not properly satisfied or satiating when you're just kind of standing there picking at little bits but it can also have a big impact on your daily calorie consumption as well um and there are so many people who track and as i said at the beginning say that they're consuming you know these really low calories and they're not losing fat but they're not accounting for that teaspoon of peanut butter or the bits of their child sandwich that they had leftovers that they had or picking up the ingredients whilst they made dinner and so yes you might be having 1300 calories that you're tracking in your app but you're not accounting for any of those bits throughout the day 
Now, now I want to talk about eating patterns and the circadian rhythm. So we have some reasons why you might feel like you can't stop snacking like above. So what are some things we can do about it? And the first place I start is with people having a look at that eating habits and patterns. And so the body has this internal 24 hour clock called the circadian rhythm. And throughout this cycle, we've got different processes happening in the body where we get varying levels of different hormones. So just like regular sleep patterns are really important, so a regular bedtime, a regular wait time, regular eating patterns day to day really help us to be better aligned with that circadian rhythm. Um, And so that we're going to be getting hungry at similar times throughout the day. Our body gets used to the times where we eat and that can help us kind of manage our hunger and fullness. Um, And not only having those regular eating patterns is beneficial from that perspective but but it's also a fantastic way to create daily habits and consistency so when you repeat the same patterns daily it becomes more automatic it becomes more autopilot which makes managing your nutrition so much easier um so specifically you know if you're in a fat loss phase having regular eating patterns day to day is going to be a big help so for example you might decide that what works for you is three main meals and two mini meals or snacks per day and you've got the kind of rough timings so you might have breakfast between eight and nine lunch between 12 and one so on and so forth kind of throughout the day and you stick with that structure pretty regularly and you know that outside of those windows you're not eating it's not really an option and because those that pattern of meals and snacks keep you full keep you satiated and you know food just isn't no no longer needs to be on your mind in between those eating windows um so yeah removing that temptation to snack or graze because you've got that structure to follow and you know when your next eating sitting is but a reason i for snacking that i didn't actually touch on above is actually being hungry now that could be stomach rumbling hungry or it could be other ways that hunger can present itself for example um, low energy food focus um, brain fog and the snacking and grazing and picking that you might be doing never quite satisfies or satiates you and therefore my next big piece of advice is going to be making sure that your your meals and your snacks are actually large enough with the right foods to satisfy and satiate you and this may mean that the calorie content of the meals themselves needs to be slightly higher, which can feel counterintuitive if you're trying to lose weight. But actually, the daily total of those meals is probably going to be less than if you have these super low calorie meals that aren't keeping you full, which just mean you end up snacking throughout the day. So firstly, increasing the calorie density of the meals, as I said, so each meal contains more energy, but also ensuring they have a really good protein source because we know protein is the most satiating, so the most filling macronutrient. And also a fat source can be satiating as well, so that's something to consider. And this also applies for your snacks, or I like to call them mini meals. And and for that, I like to call them that because people often think as snacks as something, you know, small or from a packet. But if you have something that takes a little bit longer to prepare, a little bit longer to eat, then this is going to be a lot more mentally satisfying. Plus, we're, we're often able to get 
a better protein source into that when we see the snack as a mini meal. For example, you know, some beans on toast, a yogurt bowl with banana and honey, um, a chicken salad, tuna on a bagel thin. So those, all of those things, they have a good protein source. Calorie-wise, they could be similar to something small from a packet, um, but they're more satisfying and you're, you're going to be far less um, likely when your main meals are got enough energy in them they've got a good protein source they're large enough um they're high volume enough so thinking about you know making those meals nice and big load them up you know big stir fries big side salads that kind of thing um the the likelihood that you're going to be snacking in between them is is massively reduced and my final tip for reducing snacking is going to be implementing mindful eating especially if you're the type that's eating on the go or you're picking up bits from the cupboard and fridge whilst you're standing mindful eating is centered around being kind of present and undistracted when eating and paying attention to your food paying attention to your fullness cues this is really going to help the body process the food both physically but mentally as well um, and some ways to help you eat more mindfully is going to be perhaps having a rule for yourself that all food is eaten at the table or no food is eaten while standing in the kitchen all food is eaten whilst sat at the table perhaps undistracted so removing any screens laptops phones etc um making making sure you take time to kind of chew your food and and um perhaps putting your knife and fork down between each bite um taking time to breathe and drink throughout talk if you're eating a meal with someone else and this is going to leave you feeling a lot more satisfied and therefore less likely to turn to snacks in between those scheduled meals so hopefully these tips were kind of useful maybe you recognize okay that is a trigger of my snacking i am actually getting hungry between meals so maybe i need to look at my food choices and what meals i'm having or maybe you really resonated with going that always happens when i'm working and it just feels like an overwhelming task i'm straight straight to the kitchen as distraction so how can i be more kind of productive working in time blocks allowing myself proper breaks where i can actually take a nice break to do some reading or do something i actually want to do versus not having any official breaks and just trying to work through the day and be kind of overall less productive and more prone to kind of procrastination etc but hopefully something there um is you know something that resonated and, and and you feel like you can apply that for yourself but as always if you've got any further questions or you need any further support you know where i am so always feel free to drop me an email or a dm and if you did enjoy the episode please don't forget to leave me a nice little five star rating and maybe a review wherever you're listening and i'll speak to you all again next monday